You're listening to the Emo Brown, the saddest Mexican podcast. Lopito Barbón. Mm. Nuestras demandas. Carlos Paez, B-Side Players. No better song. More appropriate song. Mm. Telling mm. song mm. for the times we are currently in. And oh my, how times have changed from the last few episodes to this one. Compita Chicle, we've been on a positive. Yeah. You've been. You've been yeah. elevating my positivity to the next level, and I thank you, and I commend you for that. Unfortunately, the week, this week's events are going to test our positive outlook oh, on society and on everything around us. Yeah. More violence. Uh, but before we get to that, Chicle, okay, okay. but before we unwrap that current event, which seems to be a weekly event, which seems to be something that's turning into the fabric of our fucking culture. Mm. Let's talk about people who make this podcast yes. a reality. Some gratitude. Gratitude best served fresh and genuine. Pebble Avenue Dispensary, thank you very much. We appreciate all you do to support us in providing knowledgeable words from Chicle and just me shooting the shit. But no, thank you very much, Pebble Avenue Dispensary, as well as a Miso Healthy Company. Um, he will be coming in. Chris Sheridan is the owner, CEO of Miso. Um, those organic CBD products, man, top notch, high caliber. I I really want everybody to give them a shot. They're located here in Chula Vista in Eastlake. He's going to be in on Monday. We're going to shoot the shit. We're going to talk about his game plan moving forward, legality of uh, marijuana, cannabis, and uh, what his plans are. Is he coming to Chula Vista? Is he going to set up shop? Is he going to be one of the legal ones? We'll see. If you guys have any questions, shoot them my way. We'll figure it out. We'll address it. Number two, Lolitas. Mm-hmm. Lolitas Mexican food. Six locations located in San Diego, California. I went to the one in Benita because I went to Benita High. And we rallied every Friday after football that game. That was the spot? That was the spot, bro. That was the peach pit. That was Wh- the what's max. What's your go-to from the menu? Uh, siempre por, it's changed over the years. I feel like my palate has developed. Currently, it's the carne asada chips, por favor. Sometimes I actually just go back to the one that started it all. The one that went from size 32 waist to size 36. Mm. The enabler. <laughs> California burrito con guacamole, viejo. Ooh, Still the top of course, notch. Of course. Jorge Farfan, thank you very much. We appreciate you having on the show and sponsoring us. I can't wait to get you back on as well. Again, Patreoners from top to bottom. We love you all. We have shirts coming, tank tops. Yeah. Put them aside for you already. They're ready and hey, waiting. I saw some masks. Go ahead. Too. Tell me more Ooh, about these masks. Those are nice. These masks were just kind of like sucedió, güey. I was I, I've been uh, I've been in the ear of Ben. Ben is our our local merch guy, and I'd be like, "Yo, man, we need some masks. More masks for Emo Brown. We sell them here at the brewery at Three Punk, and they sell out quick, bro. They sell out faster than like Three Punk masks. So it was like, hey." Give me something a little bit different, but fucking traditional. He's like, bro, I got you. I got some sarape prints, and we're just going to go ahead and bring it through. I said, bro, that's perfect. Brought them out today. 
pretty much sold out. I think Damn. I think we have like two left, nice. and we're gonna have to reorder some more. Um, reason we put these out is uh, we have a beer coming out. Our beer, the house beer, Emo Brown, the Imperial Brown Porter with Mexican chocolate, Ooh, not abuelita, hey. bro, because that's Nestle. That's 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 not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for chocolate y barra. Hecho en México 100% paisa shit, bro. Okay. All of the spices. Okay. Authentic. Canela. Todo lo que se requiere. Mm. So, yeah, we just finished brewing that one. Uh, we did what is referred to as a double batch, meaning we're going to have a lot of it. And okay. uh, we released these masks to kind of like bring the attention to the forefront about what we're doing at 3Punk with Emo Brown. You know, 3Punk, we los respalgamos, doggy. We're brothers. Emo Brown, 3Punk. Three Punk, Emo Brown. Coming at the end of June, four packs of Emo Brown. I had the boys look over the artwork. We just designed this label for the 16-ounce cans. Como se dice fuego? Fire. It's looking very <laughs> fire-listic. Very nice. Tip yeah, my hat to yeah. Jordan and the Chicle, you guys. Thank you, man. You guys you guys are adding an extra layer of foie to this fucking podcast it's just making it look beautiful it's shiny you you took this pinchy peseta and you just spit on it and made it shiny dog thank you um again it's coming your way mass you need some they're gonna be on the website in june we're going live june 1st beer figuring out a way on how to make it available on the website as well so you can order beer and we can ship it to you so we got some good things going if you're not a part of patreon yet this is an Perfect opportunity to get on board. How do you get on a, a Patreon? www.emobrown.com. Go on there, slide your ass all the way to the bottom, click the join the Patreon. Look at what level best applies to your current need. Do you want everything we make? We got a level to that. Do you want just a couple of shirts a year? We got a level for that. Mm. You want to just be part of the crew? Somebody that gets your name shout out every fucking episode? We got some for that too. Nice. So just give it a look. We check all of the boxes. Everyone's welcome. Yeah. Chicle, what's cracking? What's going on? Tell me something Ooh. good. Tell me something good before we get into anything. Okay. Algo bonito. Today, we cooked a salmon. Salmon. Ooh, salmon. Give me that hard L. Give me that hard Salmon. We love to cook, you know, like the big filet with a little bit of onions, mm. fresh cilantro from Selena's garden. Damn. Some tomatitos, some fresh squeezed lemons, and then we top it off with a little bit of teriyaki sauce, mm, and teriyaki. then bam, on the grill. Teriyaki. Ooh, while I'm doing that, I got the potatoes boiling in the, on the stove, you know, for the little mashed potatoes. So you're telling me you got your smoker. Oh, man. I didn't get the smoker yet, man. Imagine how that salmon would have tasted on that smoker, though. It's coming. It's coming. I know it is. We've been talking about it. Um, but no, like... That meal was delicious bueno, today. Bueno. That's something that I'm really proud. Like this, this whole situation has really um, brought us back to having meals together, mm. sitting together. Like really, like that tradition that I remember growing up with. Like we had dinner as soon as my dad got home from work. We all sat at the dinner table and and had a meal together every single day. Traditions, you know? yeah. And so for us to go back to that. And and maybe for us, like just really starting that with our kids and, you know, they set the table, they help us cook now and all these little things that they're Adult. getting older, man. Yeah. And I feel like they're little teenagers now. Um, That's so crazy. That they're 11 crazy. and 9 though. So I know they're not, but I'm bracing myself because they got some attitude, mostly from their mom's side of the family. Go ahead. 
you know. Nobody's listening. Go ahead. Yeah. Air it out. Air oh, it shoot. out. <laughs> Too late. I already Too said late. it. Um, you know, they get that character, which is great. You know, I love that they have a strong personality, oh, just like their mom, you know. Damn, that's um, two shots. Go ahead. <laughs> the third one's nah, a knockout. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah, no, nah, I love them. They're the best, and I have so much fun with them, and, and just proud to see them grow up, you know, because I tell them, like, man, I remember when I was your age, and I would wake up and cook, like, French toast or pancakes, and, you know, grandma taught me how to do this and that until now. Like today, Itzel was like, you know, I know how to chop up tomatoes. And, and she got in there and did it, you know. And it's been really cool to see them, like, without me pushing them to Good. just offer to Assistance help. has been awesome. Involved. You know, and Damian, too, man. Like, that dude's been stepping up. And, you know, he helps me get the trash out. And, you know, he'll tell me, hey, Dad, I'm taking out the trash. And, like, dude, like, I'm proud of you. Like, bueno. thank you yep. for doing oh. that. I appreciate that. So, like, that, that's been a highlight. For us, that's the new level. The new level is implementing chores con los morritos, con los escuinkles. We got to take out the trash. One of them takes out the trash. The oldest one, seven. Then the next one, uh, six, he puts the trash bag into the, new the one. trash. You know, yeah. it's like, okay, boom, boom. And the little one, he just runs around and takes his diaper <laughs> off and throws it on the floor. But así es, bro. Like you said, it's, it's just, it's stages, a privilege. Stages. It's a privilege to watch my children grow up. It's a privilege to be able to be a part of their life and to kind of, you know, push them in the right direction. And I, I know I was telling you this earlier, and I, and I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. I was very negative. I've been very negative. I've been very <laughs> shitty, very, you know, I, I come from a very uh, asshole mentality. And, and, it's been a, it, and it's been a goal of mine to really um, fix that, put it on the right path, put it on the right course. And you've been a big help. Big, you're my, what is my pinche therapist, the therapist. <laughs> My free therapist, and I feel like this is my weekly session with you. Yeah. And um, our relationship has grown. And nice. one day we're gonna unite the tribes, and we're gonna cook for them, and everything yes. will be fantastic. But for the time being, wait, go ahead. Speaking of cooking, oh, I oh. saw that. That what's that, bro? I'm steak called that you had. Okay, Tava, I'm no. triggered out, bro. I, I I'm on it now. Yeah, I, I know how to use it. What? I know how to prep it. Okay. Day one, made burgers. Patty's at home. I saw that. I saw best that. burgers we've right. Made. Wait, Dude. they were juicy. It was tasty. Yes. Al chile, it was fantastic. And then I said, you know what? Time to elevate it. Okay. So next day I went, I went in hard. Yeah, um, you did. My brother-in-law found a hookup or my dad or my brother-in-law. One of those, they found a guy that's, uh, he's selling meats. He's a meat distributor. And he says, hey, whatever you need. He came to the brewery and talked to them. Oh, and, wow. um, he sold us a lot of ribeyes and a lot of, a couple of, uh, tomahawks. I took a 36 Damn. ounce tomahawk to the pad. Seasoned it, prepped it, smoked it for 45 minutes, that. turned it up to 450, put it on there. Papito, I was impressed. It looked good in the picture. It tasted fantastic in my mouth. Oh, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was on the next level in my mouth. Damn. It was amazing. I can't wait to do it again. Okay. So I've been going crazy. That that right there, that's been, oh, man. I love eating. I love making food now. Yeah, you know, wife right? is like, oh, I like that we got that now. You get to make dinner. <laughs> I was like, yeah. It's like, be ready. Stay yeah. ready. Nah, that's awesome. Algo bonito for that. me. My son, the middle son, number two, Jackson, graduates tomorrow. Nice. No more kindergarten. The little guy yeah. going to first grade. Tip tip of the cap to my wifey. Wifey, uh, he, she sat Jackson down, and, and, and she has taken the reins on taking him to the next level. He, he's a little hard-headed. He, he, super intelligent, 
way smarter than he shows because he, he likes to play the part, bro. Mm-hmm. La juega. La juega el vato. He likes to play like like he's la- he's not playing that he's lazy. My dude is lazy and we're, and we're getting him to break out of the shell, but he just plays the part. I don't know how to do the letter mm-hmm. E, daddy. I don't know how to write the letter <laughs> H. I don't know this. But now it's like he knows all of his sight words. He knows how to write all the letters in the alphabet. He's writing his nice. name. He's doing this. And it's because of wifey, bro. You yeah. know what? I, she... For better or for worse, I know she struggles and she's like, oh, me saca de nervios este niño. And I was like, bro, that's you. I was like, that's you. Of you're, course. You're, I was like, you're dealing with yourself. <laughs> I was like, your mama probably always told you, ay, one day, te va a llegar peor. Vas a tener niños y te la van a repagar. Yeah. And I was like, then he is. But fuck yeah, Dang he's graduating man. kindergarten and I feel that's confident awesome. pushing that little boy to the next yeah. level. So algo bonito, tomorrow we get to ride in the car and do our drive-by graduation. Oh, nice. Yes, sir. Hell Aquí yeah. in Kellogg, locally Chula Vista, Southside. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited for our drive-through graduation. June 17th. June 17th. Um, actually, I met today with one of the other dean of students, vice principals for one of the other schools, um, because we're doing it in consecutive days. So just no overlaps. Like looking at the parking lot and how we want the cars to flow. And man, it was excited just being out there. Exciting to be out there and, and just imagine what it's gonna look like. And we're gonna, we're we're gonna have people positioned, and you know we're gonna bust out a stage for the kids to walk across, and you know just make them feel special for the day. And they deserve it, man. Yeah. Again, like and and I know, man, it's been tough because I know a lot of parents. We haven't given them all the info yet. So I think a lot of them are kind of like anticipating or anxious about like, are they doing anything? Like, you know, and, and so we're doing something that's within the guidelines that, that have been given to us. And, you know, unfortunately, that's all we can do. But also, we feel really excited to do something for them that we think is exciting, different, unique, special and all of our teachers are really excited to be there for them. And I think everyone's just rallying for Good. the class of 2020. And 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 also, like, we, we want it too, man. Like, I miss seeing kids. You know, I miss seeing the students in the hallways. And lately, I find myself, and maybe it's a little weird for them to get a message from me saying, hey, I miss you. I miss seeing you in the hallway. But, like, it's real, you know, and, and I think that's also the type of a culture that I want to Create. cultivate yeah. at our school of, you know, we really care about our students. And I know it's funny the other day I was telling uh, in in our thread, actually, I was saying how um, in many ways when I started this new role, I I quickly got a taste and I'm not comparing myself at all, but I got a taste of what I think law enforcement uh, folks feel like when they interact with individuals at times, you know, because some kids like bring the attitude hard and heavy, no holds barred. First week of school, a kid like cussed at me <clears throat> under their breath because <clears throat> because I was asking them to, to stop doing something, you know, and I think at the time too, I was still settling into my role and thinking like, oh, I got to stop everything I see, you know, which I realized like you don't have to do that. They're kids like they're okay. You know, but lesson learned. Um, but I realized, and then in talking to a mentor, he told me, he's like, like well, bro, like, you got to understand, you're the cop of your school. Ugh. You are the one that dishes out discipline. Most people historically only know the vice principal as the person that suspends, you know, 
expels, gets people in trouble, like in our day, writing referrals and, and all that stuff, right? And so I was like, You're the muscle, wow. bro. You're the muscle. Like, that's who I am, <laughs> you know? And and so it's been cool to be disrupting that and, and trying to change that that perception of my role and and just really trying to reach out to kids, man, because again, I miss seeing them. I miss being at school. Um and yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to do something for them where they hopefully will feel the love that we all have for them. Circling back to what you're talking about, the, the group thread. Bro, that group thread, man. Is it Binji group chat? Get the demos. We got what? We got like 13 people in there, bro. It's yeah. all, it's all the, the, the emo browners, all the OGs, all of the, the fools that go riding bikes with us, all the guys I played soccer with that, and all like just, just buddies, you know, like. Different personalities, mm-hmm, different mm-hmm. perspectives, very different, different, di- just different ways about going about things, you know, e, um, lately it's been getting heated in there and, yeah. and, but you know what? I'm not alone when I say like, I appreciate that group thread. Yeah. That group thread is a, it's, it, it's a, it's a taste of reality. It's a taste. Of, it's a microcosm of what goes on in the real world, you know, right. cause it's like just different dudes. We're all older now. We're, we're, we're pretty much set in our ways. We, we, know what's, we know what we like. We know what we don't like. We know if we don't like something, we'll speak up for better or for worse. But at the yeah. end of the day, we're all homies in that thread. And recently, well, certain, certain current events have, have presented themselves that have sparked conversation, bro. And controversy a little bit. And, and I think I'm glad you're bringing that up. And I know I know we this was inevitable today, but what I like about that thread and what's been going on recently is that these are uncomfortable conversations that I think more of us need to be having and to be honest with our perspectives and w- where we're coming from with it, because I think that's oftentimes what's missing when all you see is a social media post or like in passing you make a comment or you hear it in the news, like you never fully understand like where people are coming from, you know? And I think for, for like you said, for better or for worse, like that's come up. You We're know? strong and, personalities in that group, bro. Yeah. There's a couple of shy guys that just linger in the background. But for overall, like everybody, they we are very unfiltered with what we say. Yeah. Like if we have an opinion, we... We don't hold back. We don't pull no. punches. We're going to let you know and be like, no, bro. So let's get away. I think that perspective is wrong. And I'm going to tell you why. And they're like, oh, well, no, I'm going to tell you why I believe it. And then that's perfect. Yeah. That's what we should do. That's yeah. in a perfect world. That is how a situation, a problem gets resolved. Okay. Yeah. You don't like just start slinging insults. You talk that shit through. You yeah. know, there, there, there's a disagreement. Okay. How do we approach this? How do we dissolve this? How do you reconcile this? Yes. But what are we talking about? Okay. What, what so this week has we been weird, about? bro. This week, this week and, and it's funny because we've had a very nice string of positive episodes. And thank you. I, I, I've needed that. I, you know, I've, I've, I appreciate it. You're, you're helping me become the person that I think I can be for myself, for my wife, for my family, for everybody. I appreciate it. You, that's not putting a lot of responsibility on your shoulder. I'm just letting you know, dickhead. Thank you very thank much. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> um, but so this I feel week, the same way, though. I feel the same way. So thank you as well. Oh, whatever. Um, <laughs> so this week has been a testing week, bro. Uh, I watch a lot of news. Me pierdo la noticia, güey. Like I said, I, 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 at nauseum, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts over and over and over, new ones, whatever comes out. And this week, three things that really fucked me up, dude. One, 
the situation between like our country and China, mm-hmm. and, and I know we talked, I talked briefly about it on in the little group there. That like that's just some shit that's wilding out. That I feel like it's kind of like it's flying under the radar because there's more local current events that are going on. That bothers me. Another situation that cl- hit closer to home with wifey and myself is like we were reading something about a, a, of course somebody in Florida, a mother in Florida. Um, has a son who's autistic, bro. Mm-hmm. And on two occasions, she tried to drown her son oh, because man. she didn't have the means, the the mental capacity, the patience, mm. the fucking the humanity to take care of her child. Yeah. First time she tried it, she got caught on camera throwing her son into a fucking a little river, like a, oh, ca- a, a no. canal, I think so it's a canal in, in, in Florida. And then the neighbor caught her, brought the kid out, like, what's going on? Whoop de woo. Oh, I don't know. Unfortunately, she tried it again. And that time she was very, unfortunately, successful in, in killing her son, bro. And I was like, That's oh, and that, that one punched me. That one hit me. I was like, and then I saw her face. And oh, man. And I hate it because then I scroll. Then you see the kid's face. And I'm like, se pasó de verga esta vieja. And I'm like, oh. And mm. next thing you see, Minnesota. Minnesota is now in the crosshairs of current events. Minnesota is now the topic of conversation throughout the world, bro. Yep. And throughout the world, unfortunately, this is the U.S. has become this has become common, common fodder, something that happens on a weekly basis. You yeah. know, every week we're talking about a new case where somebody gets, you know, treated in a way that they shouldn't be treated, and people seem to just walk away. But in this instance, it's like next level. Yeah. Aver Chicle, what are we talking about? Man, the brother George Floyd. Um once again excessive use of force, you know, that resulted in the death of a man who was from what I've seen clearly detained Compliant. and immobilized like he was he was down like there was cops just standing there. So clearly there was no danger. Um, he died. That officer responsible for his death is free. As as far as I know, he's still free. And that's what sparked a lot of our conversations in the last few days. Um, and, and I think relating to what we had talked about in the previous episode of, of, people needing or or previous episodes of us needing to speak up, you know, and, and I think something that that's weighing heavy on me and something that I've been thinking a lot about because of a comment that was made on the thread is that it's true. We keep talking about these instances. We keep on social media, making our posts and, and doing things, but like, what are we really doing about it, right? And so that's been heavy on my mind right now of what can we do here locally? Because I think in San Diego, like, yes, we had the the cat with the KKK hood. Twice. And then the following yeah. week, we had the guy with the swastika mask. And, you know, I don't know if there's been any more instances. But we, we have that in our backyard to say. Right. But I, I think we don't experience the level of violence against people of color that other communities experience. You know, I think in California, like, you know, I think in Northern California, there are cities that are, are pretty rough. 
you know, and, and I think as, as you go east in our country, it's a whole different ball game and experience, right? It's more front and center. It, it's it's no longer trying to be concealed. It's it is what it is. Yeah, and that's dangerous, bro. Absolutely, man. And and I think because of that, like I, I was talking to Selena about this today. You know, I feel like we have a responsibility to, like, maybe we're we're privileged too. You yes. know, like I don't have to worry about going on a run and potentially losing my life i don't have to worry about you know um interactions with police officers that that might lead to my death like i've never had to worry about that but seeing these things happen more and more i've been talking to my son about it you know like hey if you ever get pulled over like he's 11 he ain't gonna get pulled over know, anytime but, uh, soon and that's a but typical conversation that's to have. something i want him to know now yeah. so that as he grows older he he knows of like what he needs to do to to stay alive like i have no better way to put it and 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 i feel bad saying it because i know that my son's probably never gonna be in as much danger as george floyd was you know last week or, or whenever this happened but nevertheless, like, I don't know anymore, you know, and, and so I've been thinking about what, what can I do? What can we do? And and jumping right into it, because, you know, one of our, our friends on that, that thread called us out, you know, and, and I don't know if it was meant to be that way, but I took it that way of like, hey, what happened a few weeks ago? He when, sniped us. No, no, no. He, when, <laughs> he, 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 he put you in the crosshair and he put me in the yeah. crosshair and, and he got us because, yeah, what? And I love it. Last week. We or both two posted weeks, two weeks, ago, two weeks right? ago. We posted that we ran because yeah. another young man was Ahmad Arbery murdered in cold blood, caught on video, and again, social media went crazy with it. Grabbed it, started putting it out. I run with I, I run with Marbury, You know, like we all did it. Yeah, we all did it. Yeah. Guilty as charged. You Absolutely. Know? But I mean, here's the thing. Yeah. And, and and it's and, and it's true and, and and it was our homie glasses you know there's we're not pulling punches El no. glasses he he brought valid points to us and, yep. and that's what I love about the dude is that he always tries to like he puts things into perspective like okay you know what you guys are over here doing this but what are you really doing yes. what are you really doing to the to curtail this situation right to 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 nip it in the bud mm-hmm. and it's true like you, you you said that you reflected on it and and you know what? To an extent, I did. And for myself, this is what I came to the conclusion. It's like, I'm the kind of guy, I want to do something because I know there's an injustice going on. Right. What am I going to do? You right. know? Okay. So it's like, fuck. At my level, I'm just a citizen in San Diego where, like you mentioned, this doesn't really happen to us. We see things happen around us, but I, I'm 41. I've never been arrested. I've never been um I've never been harassed by a police officer to the point where I felt like my life was in danger. Right. You know? I mean we I've I've talked to police officers. I we you know, we've had conversations, but I've never felt at any point like, fuck, I better keep my hands out of my pocket. I better refer to this guy as sir. I better look at him in the eye. Like I've never felt intimidated like that. Yeah. That being the case, I've never been one to say fuck the police. You know, I've never called a police officer a pig. I've never, I've never been on either side of that spectrum. You know, right. I'm not what you consider a bootlicker. Like, you know, like those are the terms that come out. Like, oh, you you stand up for police officers. You're a bootlicker. Oh, bitchy blue lives matter. Oh, no. You know, it's like 
it's a crazy time we live in, bro. It's black yeah. and it's white. You know, you're either with us or you're against yeah. us. And there is none of that, bro. Me, it's like, what am I going to do? I'm going to I'm gonna talk to the people in my circle. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to try to give you my perspective of how I feel. You know, and I've been outlandish before where I say, you know what? We need to raise awareness. We need to, we need to rally the troops. We need to raise money. We need to donate it to this cause. We need to, and somewhere along the lines, it's like I run out of energy or steam or power or just... My, my my vision it just loses its luster yeah guilty is charged when yeah. he hit me with that i was like yeah you got me bro i mean i i can't yeah. i can't argue with you glasses like <laughs> you, like you hit me like square in the fucking head we've and, talked about doing this in the past and yeah. i failed you obviously yeah and i think that's what it's about right like having that accountability partner someone that's gonna keep you in line with what you said you were going to do. And, and I think it, revisiting things that we've talked about in the past few weeks, right? Uh, like if, if we say we're about something, then we got to constantly be revisiting that so that we don't lose sight of our values or our goals. And I think right now we live in a time where these things matter. You know, if people are going to go out and protest because they want to go out and party with their friends, then we sure as hell need a rally because someone died for no reason needlessly bro for no reason like that man should still be alive if she if he needed to be handcuffed and taken into custody because he did something so be it but he should be alive right now you know and i think that's the stuff that we need to like let's talk about that you know because the other thing uh, like, but it's, I'm seeing, Chicle, it's uncomfortable. It's I don't want to talk about that, Chicle. Right? Like people posted the videos, yeah. right? Like, like you could watch this man and I've seen the quotes of, of what... I'm not sure if you can hear him. I didn't watch the video. But it, it sounds like or it looks like to me that in that video you, you might be able to read his lips or hear him say that he can't breathe and, and you know, that his stomach hurt. Like all these things. Um, and I see people arguing whether or not those videos should be posted. Mm-hmm. What do you think? And it's, and it's people of color, right? Like we're arguing amongst ourselves. And once again, we've talked about this. I feel like every week we bring this up, right? If we're arguing amongst ourselves, Division, we ain't bro. talking about homeboy over there sitting at home free. When if it was the, the tables were turned, We'd be behind a fucking bars, bro. You'd be in jail waiting for your sentence because your bail is ridiculously high. Bro, this police officer was not only at home relaxing, probably watching updates on his city in flames with rioters, protesters, people raising awareness in their own way. He was at home protected by 75 badges, bro. There was 75 other police officers just there in front of his home protecting him. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. That kind of mentality is the one I'm kind of like. I'd, I'd question. It's like, all right, yeah. Did you guys watch a different video? Did you guys did you guys view a yeah. different situation? Like, did you think that the gentleman that you murdered was wild and out? Like, like what what did you right. guys see? Why are you like defending somebody who's who obviously murdered somebody, bro? Yeah, that's and crazy. I, I guess that I mean, yeah, the non-violence side of me. I guess I understand why they're protecting him, right? A life for a life. I think we're we've evolved as people. It shouldn't be that way. I also understand the the anger and the frustration and the that 
helpless feeling that once again this happens and and nothing's being done again there's urgency right and again again and and i think that's i think a point that i've heard from the african-american community like education leaders that i look up to saying like hey like you know we we got to keep our magic and our humanity but like don't post those videos like this ain't nothing new Mm -hmm. you know and i think that's the reality for the African community in our country, this is nothing new. This, this is how our country was founded, you know? And I think when people forget about our history, then, then yeah, you don't want to be uncomfortable because that's the reality. Like, there are people in our country that have been dying since we were conceived, you know, and needlessly, right? And And I think that's something that, I feel like in our history books, we don't talk about it. Like you want to pretend like it didn't happen. And in many ways, it's still happening today. It's the fabric of the fiber of this country, bro. Our country. One thing that I I was talking to a friend, you know, and and I was asking him like, you know, what? like somehow reparations came up because apparently that's a thing too, right? Where people are, are- Repayment. Right. And I was saying like, you know, the only way this thing could change is is education, access to to loans for buying property. You know, if we really want to set people up for success, then give them, the then tools. Give them access to what the ancestors and the, the or the descendants of those plantation owners who are still probably benefiting from all that wealth that was created, you know hundreds of years ago centuries ago like we need to level the playing field and if there are people that that are still benefiting from that money then let's spread that wealth like how hard would it be to find the roots of of people and and i don't know man like i'm really thinking about all of this and i think there there's so many things that need to change and it, I think it really starts with education, access to, to funds to purchase property and own and all these things that a lot of our, our folks in working class communities, like, you know, they they tend to not have access to it. And I think that, you know, that saying of pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Like, everyone wears boots, bro. Exactly. And not everyone it. has boots on. I, I just, I, yeah. I got lost in the um, in the rabbit hole of YouTube. And I saw a I saw a video that was like, oh wow. Like when you were saying level the playing field. And and it was about a hundred kids, white, black, Mexican, Asian, all cultures, mixed diversity, very diverse. On a starting line, and it was a race from the beginning to the end. Ponic a hundred yards, mm-hmm. you know, for length of a football field. And they said, All right, everybody's starting in a level playing field. But let's throw some reality in here. Mm. If you grad, if your parents graduated high school, move up ten yards. Oh damn! If your parents are still together, move up five yards. You know, and they kept doing it like that. And and if you come from a broken home, if somebody in your home has been put persecuted, been to jail, arrested, um, and 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 it just boom, boom, boom. And before you knew it, bro, all the minorities were. Bro, we were like 20, 30, 40 yards behind everybody else in this level playing field. And yeah. then they said, they blew the whistle. Go. Marcus said, go. Bro, that's the disadvantage that, that most 
most minorities in this country are in. Fortunately, you and I are not. Right. We are minorities in this country, but we're not at a disadvantage as it relates to that. But just because we are not doesn't mean that we can't feel compassion or try to raise awareness or try to do something for those who are. You know, like, I don't ever want to feel complacent, like, fuck, well, I'm here, they're there, that's not affecting me. I don't want that. Like, I feel like that's poison for me, and eventually I'm going to spew spew that poison to my children and to my family, and there's going to be a level of complacency that, like, an heirloom is just going to be passed down from generation to generation to generation, and I'm like, no, bro, like... Maybe I'm the tip of the spear of change, you know? Maybe my dad was initially, and now he gave it to me, and now it's my job. Maybe I couldn't get you to the finish line of like, you know what? We got to do something. We got to raise awareness. We got to raise funds. We got to donate. Maybe my role now is to do that. Our role is to kind of like raise awareness and hand off the baton to our kids and be like, all right, mijo, ¿sabes qué? I got us this far. We're relying on you. Everyone's relying on you to help us get us to the next level and so forth and so on. You know, we can't, we can't be jaded. We can't live with blinders. We can't sit on our hands. We have to be bothered. Yeah. Something's got to feel bad about what's going on. And and I think I I appreciate what you're saying. And I think that part of it is that just because it's not happening here and we feel safe and I think. Like you're saying, I mean, I feel like where we live, we are the majority, right? And I think even even in some of my educational experiences, like, you know, we had students that for the maybe in the first time in their histories or even potentially the history of our country, like suddenly they were the minority and they were feeling kind of outcast. Yeah, and, yeah. True. You know, and and it was interesting because as, as a staff, we're like, whoa, like, wait, what? Like what does he mean he feels that way you know like and it was it threw us for a loop but for me it was like oh shoot like we got to be mindful of that too of like how do we make other people feel Mm -hmm. you know because now it's the opposite and i get it i don't feel bad but i get it and and we can't let that happen either because it's it's the same thing that we talk about you know it's the same things that we don't like and i think for me where i'm at right now is i'm thinking of this as in just because it's not happening here doesn't mean that it could never. Mm-hmm. I think we there's examples of it. It has happened, you know. But I think, too, for us to to keep that door closed. You know, if it hasn't happened, let's keep that door closed and, and model then what healthy relationships with law enforcement look like. Let's talk about what training is happening in San Diego County with our local police officers you know, how are they learning to engage communities? How are they learning to de-escalate? You know, it wasn't that long ago that a man was shot in El Cajon because he pointed a pretend gun at an officer. You know, when his own sister had called law enforcement to support her because he was having an episode, you know, mental health. Like, these things happen. And I think as we are evolving as human beings, and, and I think mental health is, is a bigger topic that we need to discuss and embrace and acknowledge, so should training of the people that are out to protect us. Because, you know, as Chris pointed out, like these individuals put their life on the line. When they put the uniform on, essentially, 
they are putting their life on the line every time they go out. They don't know what they're going into. They don't know what their next call might be. You know, we've seen all those videos, too, of police officers being, you know, attacked or, or ambushed, or, or ambushed mm-hmm. you know. So I, and I get that, too, and I respect it, you know, because at the end of the day, they're human beings as well. You know, a few months ago, I got to sit with, um, it, it was, I uh, forget what the the institute was called, but it was like a le- leadership institute for law enforcement here in San Diego County, where they brought together people from all agencies, right? And it was at, at the little church behind, uh, I think it's on Church Avenue. Um, the Presbyterian one here. Yeah, it was like the, the one that has the, the little coffee shop and, and, um, I was invited to be a community member there because of the work we were doing in Paradise Hills. And I came, didn't really know what I was getting into, you know, and at first I was there, saw some people I knew were chopping it up, talking, and then they assigned us. They had like, you know, little circles set up. We all got spread out. I sit down and in comes like all these people started coming in. They sat like they all picked seats. Some of them sat with me. We started introducing ourselves. All right, cool. You know, and then like the moderator gets up there, the facilitator gets up there and starts letting us know, okay, now we want you guys to talk, introduce yourselves and like talk about your background and this and that. Suddenly I find out I'm sitting with DEA, FBI, ICE, Border Patrol, Sheriff, Marshal. I'm like, oh, Uh -oh. (laughs) and suddenly my anxiety kicked in. Mm -hmm. And as we're talking, we're all sharing our experiences and some of these officers are talking about, you know, when I walk into a, a coffee shop and people start giving me dirty looks or making comments under their breath, you know, and, and that was the first time that I realized, like, damn, like, that's what they deal with every time, every day, every time they interact with someone that's already like, I don't know how I would deal with it, you know, and it just suddenly I saw human beings that chose a profession that historically I think has gotten a bad rap and you know hate to say it but rightfully so you know and and then I shared my experiences with them and and gave them examples of terrible experiences that I had and probably the best ever experience I had with a police officer a highway patrolman who pulled me over I was speeding and he pulled us over. We were on our way home from North, North or Central California. The guy pulled me over, and first thing he did was, "I like, good afternoon. My name is so and so. I'm an officer for da 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 da. This is my badge number. Um, how are you doing?" And that like totally it threw me off. No one had ever pulled me over, introduced themselves, and greeted me. It's always been the opposite. License or registration. Do you know what you were doing? Right. Hey, we, or yeah. like the worst one when, when my kids were babies, like Itzel was a newborn. We had pulled over on a Sunday morning. One of the few times we had gone to church, you know, we were dressed for church. We had gone to downtown to have breakfast, driving around, got pulled over. Do you, ha- do you have any guns or knives in the car? Oh. And man, like that. Oh man, I was so mad that all I could do was keep my hands on the steering wheel because that, that, to me, the way the officer approached me, I was like, I need to take care of myself right now. Don't say nothing. And I didn't react. I just answered his questions. 
gave him what he asked me for, my tail light was out. You know, and and I talked about that with people, and some people were like, "Well, that's a standard question." I was like, "But why was that the what first was the leading one? question?" You know? Yeah, with my babies in the back seat, and and I'm dressed for church. Like, I'm thinking, like, man, like something about that approach, you know, because you you're in the position of power. You got the gun. You it have sets the, the precedent like, moving forward. Like, if you that's how you greet me, like you're gonna get a reaction. You know, and and I I gave that example of the the opposite that I had because it it felt good, you know, like I was okay. And then I talked to the officer, and it was it was awesome, you know. I I obviously I got a ticket, but like <laughs> I wasn't mad. Like it was the best I ticket it. I ever got. <laughs> yeah, because the guy like he he treated me like respect. An, yeah, like a with human respect. Being. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know, like. But that exchange and that leadership institute, apparently they were going to different communities and doing the same thing and with the interest or the effort to improve relationships between law enforcement and community members. And that's the first step, brother. That's the first step. That is right? an important step. So how do we how do we make sure that more people get to experience that? Because they got to hear some stories in there from from folks that, that has served hard time for like real crimes, you know, like like scary stuff that I was like, damn, like like ripping the tag off of furniture, like, right? You know, yeah, damn, like, crazy shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I mean, like hardcore criminals from the neighborhoods, you know, and it, it was just an experience to be able to hear those stories and for them to share what it had been like in their lifetime to deal with law enforcement and you know, like how we can all be better and and you know, what they're doing in their communities to help people be better community members and, and positive citizens that are contributing and in a positive way. And I don't know, I walked away from that with a different perspective. And I think for me, that's where I want to focus on. Like, how do we highlight all the good work that is happening between police officers and, community. and communities? Yep. Or, how, you know, I, I think in Project Rio with all the stuff that we've done the past four years, it's been largely successful because of the police support, you know, because they've been out there. And I mean, I've seen people walking out of the liquor store with with cases of beer and the police officers are standing there and and they're cool with it. And I don't know. I wouldn't want to say they're cool with it, but they've allowed things to happen in ways that I know that 10 years ago it wouldn't have gone down that way, you know? And, and I see that as a, as I, I, I guess it's a tribute to the efforts that our community did to do better, you know, us working in partnership and collaborating with them, keeping them informed of what we were doing, you know? And I think that's the piece, right? Like, how do we communicate? How do we work together and have an understanding like, Hey, you know, cut us some slack here and there, and we're also going to support you. And, and so I've been reaching out to some of the officers that, that I feel like I have a relationship with now um, to see, like, you know, what can we do? Because right now it's hot. I think a lot of people are upset mm -hmm. and, and feeling unsafe. And I know the truth about a lot of officers are out to do good and have good intentions. And I want to highlight that. Like, yeah, how do we bring that up? it's those few that just tainted for everybody. Of course. And I think part of it is that too, right? Like we don't see, I haven't seen any police officers 
in uniform speak up and say, hey, this man should be behind bars. That's a problem. I haven't seen that, you know, and I think that's I, I, I wonder, is there something about that? You know, like, are they allowed to do that? Maybe like there's a law or something like, well, oh. we're going to have our opportunity, Chicle. We're going to have our opportunity to address all of these questions next nice. week. And Ooh, we okay. have a, we, we reached out to one of the local law enforcement here in Chula Vista. We have uh, David Hoyos. He's going to be coming in. I believe he is. His official title is Sergeant Homicides. So okay. he's in charge of the homicide department. He handles business. Um, he knows what's coming is why I already kind of told him. I say, man, these, these are kind of the topics we're going to talk about. One, nice. what prompted you to become a police officer? Yeah. Uh, you know, just like, what are you guys actively doing to, you know, have your fellow police officers diffuse the situation without automatically going for, you know, fucking the jugular, bro, metaphorically yeah. and legitimately speaking. You know, it's like, why is everything A to Z so quickly? There's there's right. no, there's there's no middle. It's like boom boom done done. You know. Yeah. So yeah, next week we're gonna be able to talk to that guy. He's gonna sit down. And, cool dude, bro. And, and you know, and, and people don't want to hear that. I know. People don't want to hear that. Yeah. But he's a local guy. He's a cool. Guy. I know a lot of very respectable, cool police officers. Absolutely. I know a lot of them who are also the antithesis. Of a cool, respected police police yeah. officer, just simply by observation, simply by just kind of like, oh, this guy, you can tell he's having a bad day for right. the last fucking five years. You know, it, it just <laughs> it, he's just wearing that face, yeah. and if I like, I'm that's the kind of police officer I don't want to have an interaction with. I don't Absolutely. want to get pulled over because every answer I give him is going to be the wrong answer, yeah. and every answer I give him is just going to agitate him more. <laughs> so it's like, oh fuck, yeah, le cayo caca a la leche. So fortunately, we're talking to somebody who is even keeled, who is going to be receptive to the questions and hopefully provide some answers that we can all yeah. use and share and provide some clarity. Because right yeah. now, what is a result of broken communication? What happens when communi communication breaks down after a tragic event like this? Yeah. There's fucking riots, bro. Yeah. Like Minnesota's on fire. Yeah. It's, it's burning I mean, there was out. even in LA. No, LA was, is on fire. Yeah. Major communities right now are on fire. They're and and you know people are like, well, that's stupid. Why why are people looting? Yeah. Why why are they blocking the freeways? <sighs> what does a toddler do when it doesn't get attention? When he really when a toddler wants to convey an idea, a thought, give you a message on how they're feeling, they're gonna raise a ruckus because that's right. the best way for you to stop, put what you're doing down, and be like, Mijo, get tienes. What's going on? And at that point, it's like, okay, well, this is what's going on. People in communities right now feel like their voice has been removed from them. They don't. Exactly. They don't have. They don't have a platform to stand on and, no. and shout out, "Hey, Yahweh!" Like this has been. Ha this is not an isolated incident. And, this is legitimately a monthly, a psh, weekly. Yeah. This happens daily. Our whole existence. So in this right country. now, people are wilding out to get your attention. And and respect to the mayor of that city, right? Because he came out and and said what I think more people in his position across the country and and everywhere, like everyone should be asking or demanding that, right? That something be done, that questions be answered, like do something about it. Like we want to know that he's trying to hold people accountable, bro. Yeah. Why aren't they in jail? Because anybody else, again, anybody else would be behind bars right now. We'd be waiting, waiting for things to come our way. Yeah. You know, 
unfortunately, we wouldn't be waiting behind 75 badges at home. Uh, hell no. You know, watching TV, you know, <laughs> having whatever. Like, and, we would yeah. be in a cell, communicating with our family over the phone, talking to a lawyer, figuring out the next, what's the next step? Yeah. You know? Oh, boy, they're just chilling. And yeah. that's and that that image that that percep the perception of what's going on there is further instilling yeah. fucking hate and and it's just it's boiling over like I just poured yeah. a beer and it poured the fuck over. <laughs> that's what's happening in communities right now. It's yeah. like it's just boiling over. And and I think that's like you said, it's been happening. It has happened so much so often that that's the point that we're at and i think that's what i'm feeling like i i i don't know what to do but i want to start by just reaching out to a few people that i know and you know even professors at, at city uh college uh my friend corinne she works with the the social worker program and you know i reached out to her because you know i know the asian american community has also been calling out a police officer that was on scene and who is visibly like just kind of looking no the other way. No. Right. And and I think I appreciate that too of like, let's call our own people out when, when things like this happen. And, and for the same reason, like maybe we can't change what is going on in Minnesota, but what can we do again? What can we do here locally in our own communities to ensure that it doesn't happen but also possibly like let's become a role model. You know, like what if we have something good here that others can learn from, you know, and that's what would be interesting too from Officer Oyos, like like hearing that from them, like what what is going on? What are you doing? How do we like share this information with our communities? And I know like at one point I asked, actually in that meeting, I met someone from Chula Vista and I asked them, like, how do we find information now? Oh, look at, I, I, we have a, a billboard outside of the station that if you drive by, you can see information on there. Like, bro, I don't drive down that street. Mm -hmm. So you're telling me that I have to go there to find out? Like, there has to be a better way to get messages out, you know, and to let people know in your community what you're doing for them, because that matters, you know? And I think those are the things that, that people will begin to trust and know, okay, yeah, that's Officer Steve. Like, that dude's a stand-up guy. He's going to look out for me. Because I know, like, we have Officer Will that would come into the coffee shop all the time. That dude is super cool guy, lives in our community. He patrols in a different city. But the dude is, like, awesome, you know? And, and when he talks about his interactions with people, like, I know there's a hundred officer wills out there you know and like you said there's also the officers that bring the bad reputation yeah you know and, and that's in every profession right i'm sure there there's local breweries that are owned and operated by people that that are not too nice mm -hmm. right just like there's educators that i know that are not people that I would want my son or daughter you to better be start writing in their names on a piece of paper and I you will slide let you know the, off the air and you slide that piece of paper over <laughs> to me. <laughs> no, like I mean, yeah. Personally I like I don't know people like that. Um but just to say like in every profession there is that that person, you know, in every place I've worked in, there's been that person that takes advantage, games the system, is negative, and brings the, the bad rep, 
you know, and, and I think that's just part of our humanity too. But as we've said for several weeks now, it is up to us to change that, you know, and if we're not willing to take a stance, then like maybe don't have an opinion either then. Like let let those of us that care Sit do this our one thing. Out. If you don't care, then don't say nothing. Because if all you're going to do is like stoke the fire and, and instigate, be devil's advocate just for fun, you ain't helping right now. Because these are lives that are, are in danger. People are losing their life. A person lost their life. And I'm not willing to just stand aside and look anymore. Two times in a month. Yeah. And, and, and again, man, back to Chris, like, you know, I'm glad he said that because it's true. Like, homeboy died. I ran. I posted about it. I felt so good posting. Like, I actually did something. I didn't do shit mm-hmm. because after that post, I never said yes, nothing. Yes, you did. I, I did something. Yes. But I, I think the point is... What are we continuing to do about it? Because if all I did was post once about it, mm-hmm. I didn't do shit. You posted once, but how many people like you posted once? Right, I posted once. So imagine awareness raised. Imagine though, mm-hmm. we posted once, we posted again. Go ahead, and now we get momentum. Right now we're talking about we're reaching out to our local representatives, our city council reps, our mayor, and then the next level, our senators, our assemblymen, our our governor. You know, I think that's the thing that I feel needs to happen next because, yeah, like we can all post and, and I think we should. I don't regret doing it. I regret not following up with something else. What would have been an appropriate follow up to that? I think that, number one, every time I run, I should be posting that man's name. Ooh, there it you is. Know? That's something simple. I run once a week at least. It doesn't stop. And why haven't I continued to tag him? You know, And to be honest, I, I'm not, I haven't followed up on like what happened. I had heard that the, the two men were prosecuted, they were prosecuted. Or, or they were at yep. least charged yep. with the crime. I don't know if they were prosecuted. You know, but I haven't stayed in the loop of like, okay, what happened? Because that's another thing that we could do, right? And and in many ways, it led to their pro- or charge the charges being brought to them was because people were blowing them up, you know. And I think so. I didn't call, you know, little things like that of like, how how much does it take for me to take action? Not much. And I think for me on a personal level, I'm not asking anyone else to do this. Oh, here it is. But for me, like, I need to know that every night when I go to bed that I did something, whether it was on a global scale or or national or more importantly, like my mom once told me, you got to fix your own house first before you try to change the world, you know? And I think my house is is nice right now, but just because it's nice right now doesn't mean I don't go out and and clean it up a little bit or make sure maintenance, brother. Yeah, regular maintenance of your home. And so for me, is I really want to focus on like highlighting all the positive relationships that we have with law enforcement. And 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 like I said to my friend Corinne today, you know, I I realize that this is the kind of work that will bear fruits a generation Mm -hmm. or two from now pass the baton you know it ain't gonna happen i might not see the end of this but i think if we all start pushing for something and and really demanding 
You know, like I, I think back to sports in San Diego. We've never had like that culture of like we need to win all the time. I don't understand. I don't understand why you got to bring that shit into it right now, bro. Why because you- <laughs> check this out. I feel like the same way we we've never demanded for excellence in our sports franchises is the same thing that happens with this situation. Is that if we don't speak up and make sure that the people that represent us know how we feel and what we need, we might never get to that point where we feel comfortable and safe because we know that people are being trained and given the tools necessary so that this type of violence doesn't occur, you know? And I think there are instances where people are putting their lives in danger because of the way they're acting, because of the way they're they're making the officers dealing with them feel. Like, I get that. You know, and and I I wouldn't question that. Like, if if a police officer genuinely feels like their life is in danger, they're going to do what they need to do. But I think there are some things that I've seen of when that reasoning comes up and the video doesn't match the description, right? And thank God for video, no, bro. Yeah, man. Because how many instances like this has there been? Exactly. That have gone unfilmed unnoticed yeah and then boom even today he was struggling he, he was resisting you know this that and the other we had to put him down it's like damn bro how how do we know that you know how do we know that yeah that's what's scary that's what's scary yeah oh yeah, yeah. and to think it could have been any one of us yes at any point in time so yeah so man I'm, st- I'm committed to that i'm committed my, my kids to are let, still little. let's do something and you were talking about that it's gonna be a tough conversation when I have to tell them, you know. Like, yeah. It's what do you tell them? What do you tell them? It's like, hey, be respectful. Yeah. Answer questions. Just and don't don't. I think for me, like, just don't don't give any reason for that person to pull you out of the car or or question you further. You know, like keep your hands on the steering wheel. Yeah. I think, you know. Turn your car off. Like, all these things that I think are are easy to do, you know, and, and to not get to, like, don't provoke them either. Yeah, that's the wrong you know? play right now. That's the wrong I, play. I know there's a lot of really smart people that, that are able to talk themselves out of situations and they understand the laws and that's great, but I, I think it's also risky because... I think it can easily be misconstrued as as being defiant or antagonizing. And, you know, I I just feel like listen to what they're saying. Don't give them any cause to escalate. Pull their gun out. Yeah. You know, because that's when. It's out of control at that point. Yeah. It's it's not worth it, man. Your life life is not worth putting yourself in danger like that. You know, and I think that's also. I think a danger of social media is like, hey, well, I'm being recorded. So I'm going to pop off and tell you what I think I, I can say. And then something happens to you. And I think those are the repercussions, too, you know. And I think just as as communities, we could do better in, in protecting ourselves and educating ourselves. Like, yes, know the laws, know your rights, but also know that don't put yourself at risk. Don't put yourself in danger. Protect yourself at all times, you know, and I don't know, man, that's a tough one. 
Because just like you, like I, I haven't been in any situations where I felt in danger. I definitely felt harassed, you know, like being pulled over and, and then asked if my ID was real. <laughs> what? By a police officer. I'm like, bro, like you're a cop. Like you tell me, is it real? <laughs> and in retrospect, like Get out of the I car, shouldn't have said that. <laughs> yeah. But luckily I was in, in the middle of the gas lamp, you know, on a busy weekend. I used to work at Seaport Village as a bus boy. And, you know, I think part of me was like, it was embarrassing to be pulled over there and there's all kinds of people walking by and, you know, but like, like really, you're going to ask me that? Like, is my ID real? Like, come on. So I think that it goes, it's a two way street, you know, but I think too, do I need to be a jerk? Do I need to be an asshole just because someone else is being that way with me? I mean, we, we talked about respect. You know, we, we talked about respect. It's like, obviously, respect is earned. You know, if you're going to earn my respect, you, you got to work for it. But meeting somebody, you treat them with respect. You know, I mean, you're not going to come into a situation and just be like, hey, fuck you, what? I don't know. You get the fuck out of my way. Like, no, you're going to approach every situation, you know, level-headed, with respect. Hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. Okay, what can I do for your lesson? You got it. What did I do wrong? No worries. Here's my information. Done. Approach it like a fucking normal human being, bro. Yeah. Approach situations just, like, cautiously, but not. don't antagonize. Like, exactly. I, like sometimes I just see situations like, bro, just let that, it go. Just give your ID. Just ask your name. Like just give him your yeah. name. You could have you could have avoided this whole situation, whether it's going to be losing an hour and a half of your time yeah. to the extreme losing your life, all because yeah. he asked your name, and it just escalated, elevated, amplified, exploded. You know, yeah. it's like, and that I feel like that I can tell my kids at this age. Yeah, it's like you know what I'm going. Try your best and listen. Just, just and that's what it listen. is, man. And I think, I, I guess the other part of that is, is that, you know, our kids, the color of their skin, I, I, man, it's hard to say, but I feel like just the African-American community just has so much stacked against them at times, you know, and I think this is a case where, like, disproportionately, the violence that they have experienced is is ridiculous that it is still happening in 2020, you know? And, and I think that's the part that I feel, uh, uh, I don't know, like something was sparked in me yesterday of like, that's the piece that I want to speak up and, and, and find ways to collaborate. Like I'm not saying speak up and just make noise and, and cause a ruckus. That's needed too. It is needed too. But I think it, in in many ways, it's also like understanding the game and the system and, and infiltrating that so that we could change it from within, you know, and that's why I, I understand it's not going to happen overnight, mm -hmm. you know, but I think putting things in, in place where potentially it could turn into something, you know, and, and begin to model, at least in my neighborhood, in my community, on my block, what things can be like. You know, and then if it gets spread to the next block, boom, growth. And then the next block and the next block. So it can't just be me. It's called the movement. Yeah. And, and I feel like those are things that, that we often skip. You know, like we want to jump to 
justice right away, but we're talking about hundreds of years of oppression. You know, the song Nuestras Demandas, De Hecho, mm -hmm. Tierra, Paz, Educación, Libertad, Independencia, Democracia. That's what we all yeah. want. You but those know, are steps. They're steps, you know. But I think so many of us, it, it's like the example you gave, man. Like some of us already start 80 yards back, you know. And how do you expect me to aspire to these things that, that make our country great, you know. And, and I think, again, living on the border, man, is, is a different reality than for the folks who live in the Midwest or, or even in the East of our country you know or the south of our country like man i have a buddy ricardo islas you know he did a show out there in georgia and driving through a highway he saw a sign that clearly stated for people of color to stay out you know and it's still like that there's states in this country i would not go to bro exactly i would not venture to drive through And so for us to live in, in San Diego, California, Baja California, you know, I grew up thinking I was Mexican. This is our paradise. And not until in a, as an adult was I called out and, and told like, bro, you ain't Mexican. You weren't born in Mexico. Like you're whatever you are. And man, like it, that shit was like <gasps> a cold bucket of water, right? Like, que soy? like, who am I? You know, and, and, and I think too, like we, ha we are blessed with that weird identity that we have being here and, you know, we ain't white. I'm not, you know, I'm not black. I'm not like Asian. I'm, I'm Mexican American. And at least here in San Diego, like it's a different reality for us, you know, and, and I think we have certain privileges being bilingual, you know, being like all these things that I am and, and I accept that. And I accept it as a responsibility to to be a better person and to model what things can be like because, you know, it, it's, it's tough out there. And I hope that my kids venture out and, and see the country and see other parts of the world, you know, and I want them to have that understanding wherever they go to be mindful of, of their surroundings and, and to not put themselves at risk because... Yeah. I, I don't know what the reality is in other countries. I, I think we're one of the most violent, most like put people in prison countries in the world. But I know that there's dangerous or danger anywhere you go, you know, and I think those are the types of things that, that we can at least here in, in, in our community, like let's talk about those things and, you know, it's going to get uncomfortable. And, and I think, You know, as we've seen in, in our thread too, like it's not happening here. So it feels a little disconnected. But, but you should feel a little bothered. Yeah, man. You should like, feel a little we bothered. Should, we should. And we, and, and like you said, maybe that's the first step is just talking about it, you know, and, and engaging. I know yeah. we all have friends that you're like, oh, I don't know if I could talk to that person about it, but yeah. maybe we should. Maybe that, maybe that's our challenge is let's reach out to them. Yeah, and like, hey, like, like when they told me, what are you doing? I was like, bitch, I'm talking to you. Yeah. It's like, I know your perspective is different than mine. You know, it's like, I'm going to share mine with you. And if I can get like a little bit across. And for me, I did what I needed to do today, right yeah. now. You know, I'm not going to go march. I'm not going to go to the top. I got to start here with my loved ones and my inner circle and talk yeah. to you about how I'm feeling and how you're feeling and why are we not feeling the same 
Like, where, where, where was the disconnect? Like, yeah. today I got home from work. And the first thing that wifey told me is like, did you hear? Like, the DA said this. The DA said that there's not enough information to prosecute and this. And, like, wifey is heavily invested in this. You yeah. know? It's, it's like, for me now, this is real. Like, this is, this is in my home now. Wifey's paying attention, and she does not like watching the news because there's just, you know, the world's bananas right now. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's, you, you can get lost. You can get lost in the narrative. The media doesn't want to give you puppy dogs and ice cream, sunshine, and fucking beautiful flowers. You know? That's, that's, not, that's not what sells. That's, no. that's not what makes them money. They want to give you the shit. Mexican man in a car shooting at la 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 black person it's they give you the worst of the worst they give you like the worst stories they're not gonna give you happy endings they're not gonna give you this so it's like i understand why wifey doesn't want i watch it for a different reason i want to see what's going on why are things wilding out is it real like what's going on out there but for my wife to be like that involved now i'm like oh my god this is happening i'm so upset that they're not moving forward to doing this she's sharing clips with me now and she's like (laughs) i'm like whoa like yeah. this is where we are. Like for for my wife to 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 feel moved and to have compassion on what's going on yeah. with something in fucking Minnesota to an African American and how that comes all the way to downtown Chula Vista here on the west coast of San Diego. Shit needs to change. Yeah. Things need to start getting put into process to get things moving in the right direction. Yeah. And I think we have things here in San Diego. Like, I don't know how many people know about what I I think it's a California law. I don't know that it only applies in San Diego, but like there's a, a thing called a gang enhancement. You know, so if you live in a community that has a a a gang that has been documented and you happen to be wearing gang colors or you have been known to associate with gang members and you get any kind of charge and those things can be linked to you, you know, and it could be as simple as like you were wearing a hoodie that day and you happen to be wearing a certain color pants, you know, they could apply a gang, a gang enhancement, which increases your, your charge it's like the and, RICO Act, bro. It, it's something like that. And, and recently, I I went to a, a an organization called Pillars of the Community in mm-hmm. Southeast San Diego, and they were doing some research looking at um, the records of inmates to see how many of them um, had been prosecuted with a gang enhancement. You know, and just seeing the disproportionate numbers from people in our communities who like were were subject to that you know and so i think there there are things that are happening here like it's not you know uh a fatal violence but it is 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 violent nonetheless because you're you're taking years away from people and you know whether they're innocent or not like they did a crime like i get it but I think to add time to people who maybe weren't associated or linked and it's just come on, like, like, do we really need that? You know, and, and so I think those are things that are happening that most of us like I had never heard of that. You know, I sat down and they, they were schooling us. Um, like It was just an introduction for a student who was potentially going to do an internship with them. And once oh. I heard that, I was like, what? Like, this is crazy. <laughs> and so 
those are things that like, yeah, like how do we become more educated and, and uh, like talk about those things? Because those are things that we could change here, you know, and, and I think there's so many things happening out there that too many of us like we're living comfortable. You know, I, I'm blessed to to have a degree, a higher education degree and you know, have a a career job that I'm not worried. I'm on a salary, not on hourly pay schedule, you know, like all these things that I think up until this pandemic, I had taken so many things for granted, you know, and then the pandemic hit and I see families that are struggling and businesses that are closing. And then this violence that like is happening and like all these racist things that are popping up. That's the one constant, bro. That's the one constant. Like, there's a lot happening in this world that like, you know, how can I use my place to, if not advocate for change, like maybe just amplify things that I see that I agree with and, and can repost, reshare, talk about, share with my friends and, and have these healthy discussions that go back and forth. And I think ultimately, like we all agree, we, we all want justice. And we all agree that there's there's good people and there's bad people, but if you're gonna talk about it, you gotta be, you gotta be about, about it. Oof, right? Like, Damn. don't just say you're gonna do something and don't follow through. Yeah, right. Don't just post it one time and then and you then forget it. about it. We running tomorrow no, or what? I'm running every day now. We Actually, I tomorrow? shouldn't say that. I I would Let's like to run, run every day. Yes, I would like to run every day. Um, I'm gonna keep sending messages out and, and trying to connect with people that that want to do something. I know some people don't don't feel comfortable, and I respect that. But I, I think we have to start somewhere and, and start modeling what that looks like because we all know somebody that's in either at least here in San Diego, you know somebody that's a cop, or you mm-hmm. know someone that's a border patrol. You know, and <clears throat> I have family that has border patrol. I have cousins that have like their best friends have been law enforcement, like super cool people, you know, like people that I love to hang out with. And why is that? You know, like, let's talk about that. Like there's good people out there in every aspect, in in every industry, in everywhere you look, there's going to be good people. Let's find them and let's highlight that. Because maybe that's that's what we need more of. You know, I, I feel like in this world, we need more good news and just from unexpected places. And it can start locally. Palabra del Señor. So the homework assignment. Yeah. We put it on you guys, our listeners, the social club. What questions do you have that we can provide to David Hoyos, the local police representative that will be joining us next week? Bring it. You don't feel comfortable putting your name on it. We won't address it. Just put it on there. Leave a question. We will ask the questions and we'll see where it goes from there. It starts with a question. It leads to a conversation. And ultimately, we'll see where it takes us. But that's where it starts, dude. I mean, yeah. what can we do? What did we do? This. This this. podcast. You know why? Because people are listening now. We, we, We have like a nice little following of people who listen. I was going over those numbers with you earlier on our growth and what we're doing. We have a platform yeah. on which we can speak on, you know? And and building off of that, like, I would love to hear, one, like, please call us. Um, 
Yeah, we're not even going to get to the phone call today. 9300 Call us because I, I'm curious. I know a lot of people care. I know, you know, even like Chris mentioned, there's people out there doing good work without putting it out there. And, and that's true. And I, I feel like maybe we need to know about that. I know some people would rather not be, you know, like highlighted or talked about and, and respect to that too. But I feel like we're at that point in our, our time that we need to showcase that, at least talk about it, like not to like say, hey, look at, look at what this person is doing, but more of like examples of what's happening that, that's good. You know, so if you're out there doing something or you know of something positive that's happening, that's where I think we need to to head. Like, let's the negative is there. We know it's happening. We know it's happened. We know it continues to happen. It never stopped. So let's let's counteract that with the positives. What are we doing? Who are you talking to? What what do you have in mind? And I love that. What questions do you have? What would make you feel safer right now? You know, and, and let's get some answers or at least some some ideas towards something, some kind of progress that we can make because people are craving that. You know, I think we're all wanting to live the, the dream, right? To have food on our table, to have a job, to have access to education, and to the basic essentials, like, bro. Yeah, like I want to be happy. I don't yeah. want to be stressed. You know, that's what everybody wants. Guilty as charged. I mean, I'm legitimately, actively seeking for the good now. It's too easy to just fall back and be in the the normal negativity that surrounds us because that shit is everywhere. Is and it's not going anywhere. It's just always going to be there. For me, actively seeking it, whether it's books that I'm reading, books that I'm listening to, people that I'm surrounding myself with, people that I'm starting to ostracize and just cut out of my life if I can't get my point across to them or vice versa. I'm looking for the goodness. And I'm no I'm, I'm no I'm not alone. I'm not alone. No. You know? I'm no. not alone in this. I, I'm legitimately wanting to find the positive in yeah. outcomes. And man, like we're in the middle of a pandemic. I, I don't I mean I don't even know if we're in the middle of it. Like, we're in a pandemic. People need some good news. I think we live in San Diego. We have a lot of good news to share. And let's find it. Let's highlight. Let, let's showcase. Because maybe that's the, the beginning, you know? Like, let's highlight what we, we do have. And not just focus on the worst that we keep seeing. Um inundate our dms our voicemail our messages yeah with what makes you happy yeah what positive things are you looking for yeah. in your daily outcomes yes chicle and how are you taking care of yourself we did it chicle damn we drank a lot too a little bit a little bit we did it though there was a this was a legit episode man yeah you know we're not we're not even going to take a question we're not we're not even going to listen to a voicemail we had things that we needed to get off our chest. Yeah. Both at our platforms. Done. Done. Thank you guys for listening to another. Dude, this is like episode 77 or something. Damn. Wait, no matches. We? We're, ju- we're just racking it up, racking it up, racking it up. Next week, we got CEO of uh, Miso Healthy, the CBD corporate uh, company, and we have uh, Bubble Avenue Dispensary with them. Also, we're going to have David Oyo's. We've got some good things coming our way. Um, if there's somebody you want us here from the San Diego to talk to here in the community, shoot those 
names our way we'll do our best to get them on here and pick yeah. their brain and talk about it bottom line just reach out we, we want to make this an interactive podcast you reach out to us we address your questions we answer your questions whatever it is tell us a joke whatever bro we just want you guys to be more involved because our community is growing yep. and i like it yes good job chicles That's how it starts Saludito. here we go boom thank you guys